1 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm going to give you a shortened message, and uh, we, we use quite a bit of time on this, and, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, we usually spend more time in the Word. And, uh, but you know what? This is really what, what we are doing and what we have done yesterday. Really, our, our, if you see it on our bulletin there, the vision is to care for the lost, to seek the young, to heal the injured and feed the healthy. And all those things took place yesterday. And all those things are taking place even now, here today, when we kind of recap. You know, uh, when Paul went out on a missionary journey, he came back, and what did he do? He says they got everybody together, and they talked about what they went out and did. And so for us to get together and talk about it and, and is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. And uh, so, you know, we, we, uh, we are just blessed. We are just blessed. And um, I think that, that old hymn, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Think about what God's done. I don't know all the words exactly. First Thessalonians chapter 1, um, I'm going to just look at one thought here, but let's, let's think back a little bit. Last uh, time we, Paul was talking about them, the Thessalonians, and he said, you know, we know, we know, verse 4, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you. We know that you're loved by God and that God has chosen you. And how did they know? It was, it was an obvious thing. Paul saw their lives and there was something that had taken place, even though he'd only been there a, a short amount of time, but God had worked in their lives. And this is reality. You don't have to manufacture. You don't have to pretend. Either God is working in your life or he's not working in your life. It's pretty much that simple. And, and uh, if he's not working in your life and, you're, and you, know, you feel like you're having to pretend, well, then maybe you need to get alone with God. And, and you and I have, go through these times where it's dry. And we need to get alone with God and say, God, you know, here I am. And, and open ourselves up and say, God, will you just do something in my life? I'm desperate for you. One of the verses that we'll, we'll get to next week, Paul, uh, excuse me, David, uh, you know, says... To the Lord, he says these words, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? He said, My soul yearns, even faints for the court, the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. That you and I would cry out, we'd yearn to have him doing something in our lives, to working in our lives. God is not, you know, going to say No. I can, I can be confident in that. He may not do it exactly the way you want him to or the way I want him to. He's not going to, he's not, you know, a puppet on a string that, you know, the God that we make up. No, he is God. He's the almighty God. He's sovereign. He's, he's almighty powerful. But, but we, as we surrender to him, he's willing. He wants to work in our lives. He wants to do something with you and with me. He wants to use our lives to spread the truth. So Paul was ministering to these people, and again, he was only there for three weeks, maybe a little bit longer than that, and, and this church was formed, and he says, you know what, we know, we know that God has done something in your life. It was obvious. Some of the things that he said there, he says that the message that that the message of Jesus came to them, it wasn't just with words. It wasn't just words. He says, but it was with power. 
He said it was with the Holy Spirit. And then they became examples. It, 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 so, it so changed them that they now were becoming examples to others. They were living the life. They welcomed the word, the message, and then the, it says that the message rang out from them. In verse uh, 8, the Lord's message rang out from you. And, and, you know, thinking about yesterday, I think the the message of hope rang out from you yesterday. It was obvious. The word was getting around. and, and, And the people around this area, and we had people from all different places, Providence and West Warwick and all kinds of other places, they came together. But the message rang out that, hey, there's these people here. They, like, love me. And they believe in, in this person named Jesus. Well, maybe they didn't know who he was, but we can, we can begin to tell them and share with them. Let's read a couple of verses here, and I'm just going to give you one point before we finish for today. But look at, in verse 9 and 10. Let's read the verses, and we'll get back to them next week in more detail. But it says, For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. The heart of the message, of course, is Jesus. He he emphasizes it the way it's written here. It's all about Jesus. But three things that that, that happened there. One, they turned to God for miles. Number two, they served, they were serving God. And number three, they were waiting for His Son from heaven. What an example that is for them. Now, even some almost 2,000 years later for an, to be an example for us, that we turn to God from idols. We are serving Him and we are waiting for His Son from heaven. The thought that I want to emphasize this morning is that they turned to God. They turned to God. That is our only hope, to turn to God. We heard some testimony about, you know, the state of our nation. The only hope that we have is that we would turn to God. The only hope that I have personally in my life is to turn to Him, is to turn to our God, to turn our hearts towards Him. That's our only hope. I want you to turn back with me to Acts chapter 26. I want to show you something that's so fascinating and so interesting. Acts chapter 26, verse 17. Paul the Apostle, he had a radical transformation in his life. He he hated Christians. He was persecuting Christians. He was having them uh, locked up and some even put to death. He hated them, but, but he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, and his life was turned around, is completely changed, turned around. At that point in time, though, God put a call upon his life. God said, listen, I've got something for you to do. Now, is Paul's call our call? No. Is my call your call? No. Each of us has a call from God. But let's look at and read what it says there when when. When Paul is now recounting what happened to him. He's giving his testimony, basically. But look at verse 17. Well, let's start in verse 15. Then he said, then I asked. He's, he's actually talking to Jesus. He met Jesus on the road. He says, who are you, Lord? And, and, and Jesus replied, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. 
Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. Now look what he says that that he's going to send uh, Paul to do. He says, I am sending you to them, that is the Gentiles, to open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is what God called Paul to do. He said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I'm, I'm going to equip you and prepare you to do. Number one, he says, I'm going I'm to send you to them to help open their eyes through preaching the truth about who Jesus is, that people's eyes actually can be opened through hearing about Jesus Christ. Wow, I never heard that before. I never knew about Jesus before. But not only to hear about Jesus and that their eyes would be open, but there comes a time, he says, I'm, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. Isn't that what we just read in 1 Thessalonians? He said, I've heard about you that you have turned to God from idols. You've turned to God. How fascinating, how incredible is that? Paul said, listen, God, God put a call in my life to go out and let people know at, at, you know, at whatever cost it might be to, to be the, the servant that he says, I'm a servant, I'm a doulos, I'm a, a, a servant of the Almighty God of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to go out and, and this is, Jesus said to him personally, this is what I, I'm going to do with you. And now later, we see that's exactly what God is doing through the Apostle Paul. He says, I'm going to send you out to turn people to God. Now he says, listen, I went to Thessalonica. We talked about Jesus Christ there. And then, and then some months later, Paul is saying, listen, the word is getting out that you have turned to God from idols. I find that so incredible. You know, the, the truth of the matter is whatever God has called you and I to do, what he wants you and I to do, he will fulfill it. He will make it happen. You and I don't have to make it happen. Uh, Paul didn't go out there to Thessalonica to make it happen. He just told them about Jesus Christ and, and God used him. And I was seeing God use people out there yesterday of all different types of people doing all different kinds of things. Some just maybe giving out a snow cone or, a, or some popcorn or a hot dog. Other people actually going up and... and, and encountering people, uh, engaging them in conversation to directly tell them about Jesus Christ. But, but we're all different. But, but Paul went and just did what God called him to do, and guess what? God did what God said he would do. That's fascinating to me. But of course, the biggest part of this whole thought is that, is that people need to make a change. They make they need to turn, they need to change direction to turn away from the things of this world, to turn away from ourselves, to turn away from, as he says here, from darkness, from the power of Satan. To what? Turn to God. Turn to God. He says, I'm, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place. 
not just that people get religious. You know what? Forget about get religion. You don't need religion, right? You need hope. You need a future. You need, you need eternal life. You need to have your sins forgiven. You know, the, 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 thing, the two big enemies that you and I have are sin and death. And if our sins are not forgiven, if we have not been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have no hope whatsoever, period. End of story. we got to have the hope that comes through Jesus Christ. He says you turn to God and you receive forgiveness of sins in a place. That place is heaven. That place is heaven. That place is eternal life face-to-face with the Almighty God. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to talk more about that next time. Looking forward, waiting for His Son to return from heaven for me, for you. Peter says it earlier in the book of Acts. He says something very similar. He says this, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Turn to God so your sins may be wiped out, he says, and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I want all that. I don't know about you. You just turn to him once? No, you got to turn to him every single day because, because we get distracted. Some of, some of us, you know, are, are more distracted than others. Some of us, like me, you know, we get, you know, distracted by so many want to turn here and turn there. No, he says, turn to me. Turn back to me is a common phrase. I'll close with one passage And I want you to turn with me there. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22. This will be my final closing. I promise you. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22. Old and New Testament, the message is the same. He says, turn to me. Come to me, turn to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. Turn to me and be saved. That's the message. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, but we thank you what you're doing in our lives. We thank you that that we get to be a part of what you're doing in this world, even here in Rhode Island and and, uh, Massachusetts and this southern New England area, that we can be a light, a lighthouse. And we can care for lost people, and we can seek young lives to share truth with them. We can heal injured, hurting people. Someone told me uh, that there was just so many hurting people here, so many sad people, so many hurting people. Lord, we can share truth that, that heals injured people. And we can feed healthy people. Lord, and, and you've given us a call as a church, and you've given us a call each as individuals. How, how can I be a part of that? Even as a youngster, as a A young person showed us the way, maybe yesterday. God, use us, Lord, we pray. We we do call upon you, Lord. We, We turn to you even now this morning and we say, God, here am I, send me. God, here am I. I I want to see you working in my life. I want to see you working through my life. I surrender, I submit. There's no hope but but in you. You are the only God. There is no other. 
And Father, we, we thank you that, uh, that you loved us so much. You loved us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for me, that my sins would be forgiven, my sins would be wiped out, and I could have the times of refreshing and a place in the future, a place in heaven. Father, I want to pray as we, as we always do to give an opportunity to anybody who has never, ever given their lives to Jesus Christ. I want to pray for them right now, Lord, that you would show them that you love them so much, that the cross is always there for them, and that, that, that Jesus is the answer, the Savior of the world, and that all they need to do is simply say yes and open their lives truly and and uh, in sincerity and, and give their lives completely to Jesus. If that's you here this morning, I want to give you a, a chance and an opportunity like Justin did yesterday to pray. And simply pray along with me and, and, and give your life to Jesus. Simply say, Dear Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. And I ask you to come in. And I, and I am lost. And so I pray that you would come in and, and you would show me the way that you would forgive me of all my sins and that you would give me a hope of heaven, the eternal life with you forever because of Jesus and what he did. In Jesus' name, amen.